0: Every new beginning comes from some of the beginning's end, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to a brand new football league season and a brand new season of BRFCS Podcasts.
1: You are listening to the only podcast on the internet approved by the New York Rovers. Enjoy and don't forget to check out brfcs.com.
0: The summer of an ending heat seems now to be well and truly over. The World Cup, which raised more spirits than the Glasgow Bar at Hogmanay, saw England unexpectedly reach the last four before crushing our nascent dreams. We're recording this all wearing waistcoats naturally, but it's all about domestic football from here on in. So willing were our pod Squad volunteers to participate and make sure that their entries for the Mike Dilap prediction competition were received, we've actually had to record this episode in two parts. In the first part, we'll have our BRFCS stalwarts, plus a new signing. In part two, we cast the net wider than a Fleetwood Trawler, and we've hauled in two members of last season's Triumphant Collaboration pod to get their thoughts, so you'll be hearing from Tom Schofield of Rover's Chat and Scott Sumner of 4,000 Holes a little later on. Time's marching on. Let's meet the part one panel. He hovers over the BRFCS forum like a high-tech drone, dishing out suspensions like Clive Thomas on speed. And that's one for our older listeners there. Live from his Ribble Valley country estate, it's Josh Boswell. How's the summer been for you, Josh?
2: Thoroughly enjoyable. Nice weather and England almost won the World Cup.
0: They did, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, it was looking good there for a second. Did you watch much of it?
2: I did. I was uh, eyeing up flights for the final and the semi-final at one point, but it turned out I could only do one or the other. Um, so I never did quite make it to Russia, but uh, seeing how France played, it was probably for the best.
0: Yeah, I thought that. I must have admit, when I watched it, I thought there, but for the grace of God, go away. But uh, yeah, it was a tremendous tournament. I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on that perhaps uh, later on. The man, the legend, the backbone of BRFCS and an all-round good egg. Has he put the kids to bed yet? Let's find out. Cami,
3: how was your summer? The kids are still loitering, so we may get some guest appearances again. Do they want to make a prediction as well? I might I might get them on as well, yeah. Get their <laughs> predictions as well. Splendid. How was your summer? A Marvellous, marvellous summer. Rovers got up, Inter got in the Champions League, the sun's been shining and, like Josh said, we nearly won the World Cup. Fantastic. What could be better?
0: Absolutely. Well, winning, it would have been better, obviously. No? Yes.
3: <laughs> but, but, hey. but considering with, I thought we'd go out the group stages, it, it was a marvellous, marvellous summer.
0: It was a lot better than uh, 2014, that's for certain. Okay, our next guest. He said it loud. He said it proud. We're going to finish second. We did. So we're contractually obliging now to have him back so he can have another go. Will he defend his crown this season? Well, time will tell. From his secret hideaway in Sainsbury's in Hillsborough, it's Mike DeLapp. How's the summer treated you, Mike?
4: Absolutely fantastically, and uh, I'll join in the the World Cup flavoured fun. I've got a, a four and a three year old and it's their first proper World Cup experience. And what an experience it was as well for them to uh, see their faces and pretending to be the likes of Harry Kane and Jordan Pickford. So, uh, got to get the Rovers drug into them at some point, but um, I, I think I can wait before I... Uh, Indulge them in a life of chronic disappointment. But uh, yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely splendid. It was a brilliant summer all, all around.
0: Fantastic. Excellent stuff. Right. Our next guest has paid for a personal trainer to keep himself pod fit over the summer. No, it's not Dominic Samuel, but if you're listening, Dom, you know, you're welcome anytime. Just saying. The new regime has apparently knocked five years off his appearance, so now he only looks 64. Yes, it's the scourge of Northern Rail, the Marple Leaf, Michael Taylor. How have you summered, Michael?
5: I've had a great summer, thank you. Loved the World Cup. And uh, while you're making fun of my gym, can I just point out, Paul Pogba used to come to our gym.
0: We got lost, did he? He needed to make a phone call, was that? Right?
5: No, and, uh, <laughs> and look what that did for France in the World Cup. That's all I have to say.
0: It's not impressing Jose much, though, is it?
5: Nah. it's hilarious. <laughs>
0: Well, if he wants to come to us on loan, I'm sure we'd have him. Right, next up is a contributor who today has represented Blackburn Rovers at an EFL event in Nottingham, and will be telling us all about it later on. It's not in the running order, but she'll be telling us, trust me. It's the charity fundraiser supreme, the Conway botherer-in-chief. It's Lynne Lewis. Lynne, have you enjoyed your summer watching England in the World Cup?
6: Absolutely not. (laughs) Why on earth would I? Um, It was truly painful. I had to mute the words, it's coming home from all areas of my life. Um, And it was costing me a fortune in replica shirts. So if anybody wants a Panama, Tunisia, Belgium, Sweden, Colombia, did I get them all? Um, Top, then I have them. And you know, who doesn't love Croatia?
0: Who needs classic football shirts? Eh? It's fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. Well, you will be talking to us later on about the uh, the EFL event you're at today, but uh, we'll we'll need to introduce somebody else yet because, much like Tony Mowbray. We've moved into the transfer market to keep the existing squad on their toes, and I'm delighted that for a fee of a pint of Guinness and some sort of vinegar crisps, we're joined this season by the Lancaster-born, Friedland Mulgrew-worshipping, spouse of a Fleetwood Town fan, and the arts and crafts genius, the one and only, Jen Bellamy. Welcome to the World of Podcasts, Jen. How are you this evening?
7: Very well. It's a pint of bitter rather than a pint of Guinness, but apart
0: from that, Well all's yeah. well. We'll not let facts get in the way of a good story. <laughs> I understand that you claim to have invented the hashtag Beard for Survival. Are you able to share the circumstances or is that best kept under wraps?
7: Oh, we can do, but I'm not allowed to swear. So it was a um, slightly inebriated toilet thought in a pub in Thornton.
0: Splendid. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm tempted to investigate further, but I think uh, in the in the circumstances, perhaps not. That's one to having a one-to-one. And we'll find out if I can share those details on the pod. Well, welcome to the squad. It's great to have you on board. And I'm sure that uh, anybody who's um, taken delivery of one of your wonderful pieces of uh, Blackburn Rovers that were on the way back art over the summer will be delighted to to hear your voice now as well. So, thank you for that, everyone. Let's press on. Just two questions tonight for our panellists. The first one, are we stronger or weaker than at the end of last season, and why? And secondly, where are we going to finish? So we'll start off with, are we stronger or weaker? And to be absolutely explicit, stronger or weaker than the squad that played the last game against Oxford United. So we'll do it in the same order as we introduce people. Josh, are we stronger or weaker, and why?
2: Uh, Right now, weaker. This time next week, stronger. What have you heard? Um... that's a dangerous a, a very dangerous track to go on because you get told all sorts don't you um, Well, you do. <laughs> I do yeah and I, I mostly pump it out so uh so I end up being the idiot that said the wrong thing but exactly. I think I think we're gonna sign spend some decent money on a striker um and I think there's probably another quick quick tricky winger to come in that's not called Harry Chapman
0: Mm, that's an interesting one. Okay, so you're saying weaker. Let's go to Cammy then. Cammy, compared to
3: the Oxford United squad, stronger or weaker, and why? Uh, same as Joss, uh, weaker at the moment, but uh, I think we will be stronger come this time next week. Um, sort of fairly confident that a striker will be coming in, um, and it will be for money. And then a couple of loan signings after that, probably a, a defender and, and a winger. Um, unless we can do a deal for, for Bauer at Charlton, but that seems unlikely. But the only other thing I want to say is the team spirit. Um, a lot of people are talking about the squad not being good enough, but the team spirit we've got is of massive importance to to Mowbray. And I think he's determined to maintain that group and that foundation he built last year. And you know, we've just been watching the World Cup and we've seen teams who weren't as good as the opposition, but... Managed to beat them through hard work, determination and that team spirit. So I think we've got that in abundance. The foundations are there and a couple more signings and we'll be good.
0: It reminds me a little bit of the Sunes era because Sunes always used to talk about character uh, and these players having son-in-law material and having leaders in the dressing room. And I do think it's right. I think a signing can easily undermine that morale that you've got in the dressing room. But, well, well, let's see what everybody else thinks. Mike, you were spot on with your prediction last year. Um, are we stronger or weaker, then, than the squad that finished second?
4: I'm going to go with a, a slightly different flavour, just to be awkward, which is unlike me. Um, I, think, I think we're a little bit stronger. Perhaps not in, I'll elaborate, perhaps not in personnel. I'm thinking possibly more along the lines of, you know, having been through what we went through last year, got promoted. The core of the side is still intact, They've all, by and large, accepted new deals at the club, strengthening our position. We're all a little older. We're a little wiser for the experience. Yeah, of course, there's definitely some attacking additions needed. But starting eleven and as a subs bench, I'm very happy with what we've got. We've, we we look, I'd say, personally, I think we might go into it a little bit stronger than last year. We'll see, though.
0: Do you expect anybody will leave before the window closes, particularly given our strength in midfield?
4: I, I think uh, if anyone was going to leave, it would probably be Corey Evans having been chased down on the motorway service stations by <laughs> some lunatic fans. Um, I don't I don't think, I, again, I think there's, there's a real strength to the thought that nothing much has changed. I know that sounds daft because you have to evolve and get better and add to your team to keep up with the competition, but there's an absolute real merit in just keeping together what we've already got, which is a very strong squad yeah. mentality. They all clearly get along very well and you know have a good like, like, like last season let's face it there was at times we won a lot of games just by all seemingly pulling in the same direction rather than any great skill which is is a really good talent to have i'd say
0: michael what's your perspective um
5: i think we're much much stronger uh, i do disagree with uh, all the panelists so far i think um to be pedantic Dak wasn't playing on the last game of last season against oxford because his injury had taken hold. I think he's had a good pre-season. I think Samuel's come back fitter and stronger and got a massive point to prove. I think the um, the signings that we have made in the summer are fit for purpose for this division. And I think really the only deficit is we haven't managed to hold on to Adam Armstrong. If we do that, or we sign a player that fills in that hole, and Mowbray is giving every indication that Casey Palmer could be doing that. You know, I think, um, I think we're much stronger. And I take the point, that was made earlier as well, the togetherness that we've got in the squad coming out of a promotion-winning season, the lift, the confidence, and the new signings coming in, I, th- I think we're much stronger.
0: The Palmer signing is an interesting one. So I think on Twitter we've had that article from the Derby Evening Telegraph, I think it was, circulated and retweeted by a number of people. Um, their local journal. Um, well, I think it's fair to say, rates the lad in terms of his ability uh, it seems to be very much of the Dak mould, and I don't know whether he would play out wide. Do you, can you see him playing alongside Dak? I
5: can see any number of
0: combinations <laughs> at the moment.
5: Um, clearly, Mowbray's got a plan in mind. And I think we need competition for places. I think um, we were undeniably weaker at points last season, um, where where we were having to play players like Elliot Ward, um, and eventually having signed Stuart Downing uh, Stuart Downing. Um,
0: <laughs> That's the winger position know. sorted. Yeah.
5: yeah, that would have done, wouldn't it? No, I thought um, you know bringing Paul Downing in was a masterstroke. Sometimes you just need that competition for prices. I think Amari Bell is going to be the first choice in that position ahead of Derek Williams as well, incidentally. I think Mowbray bought him for the long term, and I think he's going to be much more effective at championship level. And a little bit of local intelligence. My barber in our village, Lee, um, knows, cuts the hair of lots of people involved in Manchester City. And he really, really rates Jake, Jacob Davenport. He's watched him for the um, the EDL, is it? No, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> the right The EDS, isn't it? it felt, it's what the the, development called the reserves anyway. Yeah. The
0: development um,
5: Yeah, and you know, we were on the pre-season tour to um, saw Rovers at Hibs. And I thought Davenport looked a class act.
0: I've only seen one preseason game. That was the the one at Lincoln. When he first jogged out, I thought he was the mascot. (laughs) you, you You know that thing about policemen looking younger? And I thought, crikey, he looks about 14, but he was very, very comfortable on the ball. I have to say, the range of his passing looked good, but you know, against that opposition in that context, I give you all of that sort of stuff. Uh, the only, I guess the only question mark I have is, I thought much the same when we signed Jack Byrne, and I saw Jack Byrne boss the midfield in a League Cup tie against Mansfield, and I thought he was going to go on to dominate our midfield for the whole season. Whatever happened to him, I think he's been drummed out of Oldham this week, hasn't he? been suspended or some such, though. So. We'll watch that one and see. Lins, your man... He got an extra year on his contract. What does that mean then? Are we stronger for having that or weaker for having that?
6: I mean, I think, obviously, I need to take all the credit for that. Hashtag one more season did go viral. Um, No, in all seriousness, he's had a really good preseason. I've been at Port Vale, Liverpool and Lincoln, and he's played really well, scored, assisted. Um, But to answer the question and to actually be sensible for once, I think we're much stronger um, and I'm feeling really positive. I think we're going into it having consolidated the members of our squad that I would want to have signed longer-term contracts. I've been impressed with Rothwell. Um, And I think we've also got to look at it from a fan point of view. I think we're stronger. We're used to winning now. We've got a better mentality and actually enjoy going to games again. And I hope, you know, it's been like that in pre-season. And I think we've got a responsibility to push them forward. We're not going to win every week in the championship, but we need to keep going in numbers to keep that strength for them as well.
0: We do. Absolutely right. Jen, your first contribution to the podcast then. Are we stronger or weaker? What do you think?
7: Uh, stronger, wow. without a shadow of a doubt. The backbone is there. And like Cammy said, the team spirit is there. And also on a similar part of uh, the World Cup and the, the players that you wouldn't necessarily say they were guaranteed a place. But the manager plays, plays a part. And all our lads are playing for Mowbray. What he's instilling in people is instilling that team spirit and it's driving us forward. Casey Palmer said this week, one of the reasons I came is after I met the gaffer. And if he can, some of the same magic that Southgate obviously did over the England team of the World Cup, he's got that. I, I do believe he's got that. The backbone's there and we've got Travis as well. He's going to be phenomenal this season if he gets his chance.
0: I th- I've been very impressed with him. I must admit, what a, the little cameos I saw last season and uh, when he played at Lincoln, certainly that's the first time I've really seen him up close and personal. Let me just mm-hmm. run something by you then. Um, okay. First first game against Ipswich, we're 10 minutes in. Danny Graham turns his ankle and he's stretched off. Are we stronger or weaker?
7: Ooh, ooh, that's tough. It depends who we get in the next seven days, I reckon, because he's yeah. holding up play for the lads to fall back on. Or, possibly controversially, play Samuel where he's best, which is down the centre rather than on the wing, then he can possibly learn to play that role because he's got stronger over the summer. He's obviously been doing his, his, all his fitness stuff. And at the beginning of last season, or the first third of last season, then he was getting that connection with Dak of he was holding up when they were playing together, but that was when he was down the middle. On the wing, even though, yes, he's better than he was at the latter half of that season, it's not where he lives.
0: Yeah, I tend to in my
7: opinion,
0: I think the beginning—you absolutely nail, hit the nail on the head. I think that the beginning of last season, he looked really effective in those early games, and he scored the goal at Bradford City is the one that first sort of like made me think, oh, maybe this lad can make the transition. Then it, it just seemed to go wrong for him, and he's desperately, desperate for a goal.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So counting the votes up there, I think it's um, there is a, there is a sense I think that we're maybe a little bit stronger overall, but. We're stronger in one particular area of the team. I think we love the contract situation. I think mean, that's good, tying down all our key players, obviously. But I think we've all got a little bit of trepidation about what's going to happen between now and the window closing. And, of course, we've got the loan window through to the end of August. For what worth, uh, my opinion, I've written a little piece for Loft for Words. They they write out to um, representative, fan representatives of all the clubs in the Championship asking how people... Uh, reckon the season's going to go and I think there's the synopsis I will certainly retweet it when it when it's published the synopsis of what I put was that it last season has given us a boost it's made us remember what winning football matches was like and that's great and we'll take that into the division with us we'll be a lot more organized because we're under Mowbray but I'm really really concerned about us not having any pace so I think much as many of the contributors have already said if you could add Armstrong or if there is such a thing, a fully fit Harry Chapman for the season, to that squad, I'd be really, really happy. I just fear that we haven't got any pace. So I will tell you what my prediction was in that article as well, but not until we've got everybody else's. So, that's the end of this part. We'll come back in the next part, and we'll talk to Linz about what she's been doing today at Knotts County. Okay, so Linz, you've been at Notts County today. Uh, What was the event, and and how did you get nominated for that?
6: Um, I have. So I've been at the EFL season launch today at County, which is obviously quite local to me. Um, No idea how I got nominated for it. Got a call from Rovers on Friday. From the marketing manager accused him of prank calling me which was all very awkward but it turned out it was actually true um, and they just said that obviously I was a local fan I went to quite a lot of games they didn't use the word infamous but let's be <laughs> honest it's probably true um, and would I like to go along so I've been along today um, with representatives from all 72 EFL clubs and had a couple of hours sort of meeting people and having my photo taken and photo bombing kevin nolan on sky sports news by complete accident
0: fantastic so this was the official launch there were lots of press people and tv crews there
6: yeah, so Sky Sports News were filming from there, um, Talk Sport, lots of written press as well. So there was a press conference, Gary Rowett was there, um, he went down well, um, some youth players from Leeds and Barnsley, um, Kevin Nolan. So yeah, quite a few, quite a few managers and, and players and then um, fans or people who have been active within the, the clubs and the community were sort of invited to, to go along.
0: Excellent. So did you rub shoulders with anybody of note?
6: Uh, I had a chat with John Coleman which was very nice after Saturday um, and he said he was quite impressed with how Rovers played despite the fact it was second string um, and shook my hand and wished us good luck for the season which was very gentlemanly of him. Um, spoke to Kevin Nolan and Alan Hardy from County because obviously I've got a local interest there so was interested to see how their season would go. Um, Ian Taylor was there representing Villa um and then michael dawson turned up so I had a chat to him he's very tall that was an observation <laughs> of mine um, and yeah and then there was just a big group photo so um, the efl have retweeted that and it's it's on my twitter and i'm there in the new home shirt on the end um, not looking too horrendous, which was my aim. So yeah, it was a, a really lovely day, and I was really touched that Rovers asked me to to go along.
0: Fantastic! Sounds really good fun. Excellent stuff. Well, uh, we'll, we'll look out for that on Twitter when we when we close the call down. We'll we'll make sure we retweet that accordingly. So that's the end of part two. In part three, we'll come back and ask the panelists what they're looking forward to and where they think the Rovers are going to finish.
1: You are listening to the only podcast on the internet approved by the New York Rovers. Enjoy, and don't forget to check out brfcs.com.
0: So welcome back to part three, and in this uh, this final part, we're going to ask each of our panellists, is there anything in particular that they're looking forward to this coming season, given that we're back in the championship? And of course, we're going to ask them for their prediction, and I think I will be press gangling to give you mine at the end as well. Let's start with Josh. Anything in particular you're looking forward to this year, Josh, and where are we going to finish?
2: I am looking forward to being the underdog and going into games and ending up winning games that uh, that probably the bookies and Sky Sports and the like suggest that we wouldn't. Teams like Aston Villa, I, I can see us beating sides like that in this league quite comfortably. Um, I predict that we will finish 13th on goal difference
0: super thank you for that Cami. we'll come to you next then so is there anything in particular that catches your eye about the coming season and where are we going to finish
3: i'm just looking forward to building upon what we did last year and like just seeing what mowbray can do in this division because i've got a lot of faith in him and i think he's just very sensible in terms of what he's doing with our Club and the way it's taking it us forward. Uh, Predictions? Well, after my stellar prediction of Bury finishing in the top two, who who can can forget? forget? (laughs) Who can forget? (laughs) Um, Classic stuff. Yes, and so I'm going for mid-table for overs.
0: Okay. Let's turn to Mr. Dilap, Mike. What do you think is in store, and what are you most looking forward to this year?
2: Strap yourselves in. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
4: yeah, it was, could get spicy folks, get yourself in, uh, seat belts on. Um, yeah, well, I'm definitely looking forward to meeting Michael Taylor's English Defence League barber at some point. That'll be a, a plus <laughs> point, definitely. But, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I know it's more of a hope than, than something to look forward to, but I'm definitely, definitely hoping and looking forward to a continuation of the very good vibes that ran through the club last year. Um, in particular, I'm paying reference to the Lovely folks who are on our social media team. I thought their input last year was excellent. I look forward to more of that this season as well.
0: They've got off to a really good start this season, though, by adopting the shade of blue that BRFCES uses on its homepage.
4: I'm looking forward yeah the Agent Benno stuff, definitely. That needs to continue long into the future. As far as the prediction goes, I'm going I'm to slightly disappoint you. I'm it, It's got a two in there. Uh, I've done three pre-season Uh, preview pieces for various blog sites of other teams and in every single one of them I've I've predicted that we'll finish 12th. I think we might have a very brief, ultimately forlorn flirtation with pushing on for a playoff place, but I think we might fall away slightly. But I don't see us getting in any particular trouble. One thing I will just add is prior to this I did send a quick tweet out to some people asking for some pre-season predictions. I didn't get anyone famous, and like one of our other panelists used to come, uh, but um, I've got one nice gentleman here uh, called Neil, who is gone with says he's going to go in up the up towards the playoff places with our combination of the DGs, which I didn't realise was a nickname for Dak and Graham. And not uh, glad we've also, um well, his, his time will come definitely. But uh, on the on the. The physio table. But um, uh, other than that, uh, everyone seems to be going along with the mid-table rounds apart from um, somebody called Alex, who decided to go with Up
5: By Christmas.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we're at good odds on that. Michael?
5: Yeah, I think we're going to have a good season. And the thing I'm looking forward to seeing more than anything else is Bradley Dack taking on um, defences in the, in the Championship. I think that's what his whole career has been building up towards and uh, such a great season for us last season. I'm really looking to see what we can do at a higher level. I'm also looking forward to seeing a fit and ready and raring to go Daryl Lennon, who had a bit of a false start last season. And my prediction is I think we can finish eighth. I don't think we'll ever particularly trouble the top two spots. Um, and I just think we'll probably find our way in this division, probably towards the end, and go on a really decent run to leave us on a high. And... You know, and if Dak's a really good, important part of that and these loan players all play their their part, then I think this optimism I've got now will be fully justified.
0: I'm just glad I'm recording this. (laughs) It's great to hear optimism. It's absolutely fantastic. Talking of optimism, Linz, what are you looking forward to? Where are we going to finish?
6: Uh, I'm most looking forward to another season of Craig Conway and I think this will be his last so I'm going to enjoy every second. Um, On a personal level, I'm looking forward to making some new and happy memories that are related to Rovers and definitely doing some random grounds like Middlesbrough and Swansea on a Tuesday night. I can't wait to see the youth develop. I'm so excited to see what Lewis Travis can do and I really hope Lenehan has a solid season because I think... He could possibly be our star performer this season. Um, and I am nailing my colours to the mast for 10th.
0: So you and Michael, 8th and 10th. That's interesting. Jen, what do you think? Uh,
7: looking forward to most, I would say, is the atmosphere at Ewood because we're going to have full Darwin ends this season.
0: Indeed. With
7: bouncing away crowds, which means that will hopefully spur us on as the home support, get back there and get back, kind of atmosphere going that we all remember from the years gone by where it's properly bouncing and I'm looking forward to taking Hannah, my daughter, who is now at her first four years in season as a, a full, full-blown full season ticket holder. To, to she's She's got now why I love the team that I do. She's fully indoctrinated into it, but to be able to properly bounce with us will be immense. Fantastic. Travis, has Linda said, is the one to watch. Lenihan I agree, could be our key man this year. He really, really could. Because he's he's got everything in a central defender that you want him to have. And then as predictions go, my, my head and my heart are, are having issues with each other quite mhusively. My head says 12th. My heart says 8th.
8: That's not and, a massive um,
7: difference. Not massive. Um, but from celebrity predictions that Mm -hmm. we've got him i've had a message from mr chris sutton this evening who has plumped in the middle of me chris sutton says 10th okay and graham liver has said we'll push for the playoffs
0: oh my word so him and michael are obviously on the same stuff Mm Mm-hmm. fantastic well that's interesting okay so i alluded to the the article that i I, or the item that sent to love for words earlier i've predicted 19th Oh, help. oh, Because I am really, really oh. concerned that we're going into this campaign with a 33-year-old striker who can't play 90 minutes. And we don't seem to have got any quality, and I'm really worried about that. I, I endorse everything else that you've said about um, the strong spine with Lennon, and the midfield being stronger and all the rest of it. But pace frightens defenders. and we, are, At the moment, at the time of recording, we haven't got that. And I'm really concerned that there is nobody else like Graham that we can substitute. We'd have to change the way that we played fundamentally if he is injured or suspended for any length of time. So, Mister Pessimist strikes there. Just end the podcast oh. on a sort of like a no, no, no. We're not ending the podcast
7: out. on on negative. You know, no, no, <laughs> no. You <laughs> couldn't, glass
1: you couldn't glass let us have full.
0: it. No. <laughs> no. Let us have it. Good year. We've not kicked off yet. Glass half full. Hey, at least I didn't say we we're going to get relegated. I did think about that. And I went on a few <laughs> um, a few betting websites just to see what the odds were. And there, uh, I think typically there are between five and seven clubs, depending on who you look at, being um, placed below Rovers, and that that feels about right. Um, I don't know anything about Casey Palmer. Um, the you know the YouTube highlights reel looks fantastic, but so did Carlos Villanueva's. So who knows? Um, if we if we got Armstrong or Chapman or somebody of that ilk, I'd feel a lot more comfortable, and I would probably raise that up to like fourteen to fifteen. I think if we've had some pace in the side, I'm just a little they bit. I reckon nervous. we've got a
7: marquee coming though, don't we? That's going to beat Dax transfer last season,
0: which oh, is a marquee uh, in the old. Yeah, I was going to say a, mar- a marquee in our straightened <laughs> circumstances, well, which yeah, is so we're so actually paying some money and signing
4: a check. Yeah. <laughs> Are we? Are we maybe having a push in the belt out and getting Nico
2: Kalanich back? He's had a bit of a break over. <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't think come, we need to worry about company. any of this because I've just seen that Daryl Lenehan has liked on Twitter two minutes of Dennis Bergkamp's best bits. Uh, so maybe oh. oh.
0: Sorry,
2: Daryl Lenehan in behind the striker. Uh, get uh, <laughs> revising that prediction, Herbert.
0: Alright, uh, I'll, I'll think about it. Maybe, maybe I'll just edit my bit out and <laughs> change it but you'll see it, you'll see it in print anyhow so I can't really uh, just one last uh, one last quickie then just to round up uh, anybody want to have a punt at first manager in the championship to get sacked because I've got a hug yeah
2: who's Birmingham's oh, manager uh, Gary Monk Monk. Um,
0: Monk okay any others for any others yeah
2: I've
0: got, one. It, manager. I've got one go
7: on Jen I think it's either Gary Monk or it's the other Birmingham one if Bruce doesn't get his own way he'll walk or he'll be pushed Possibly, quite possibly. Michael?
5: Oh, Frank Lampard. I think it's. I think Derby's a really? car crash waiting to happen. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I
0: quite fancy him, actually. I think he'll do a decent job. Yeah, my, heart's,
5: my heart says uh, I want him to absolutely crash and burn.
3: Bolton's manager. What? It's, so, Gary Parkinson. Him. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah.
0: Gary Parkinson, it, isn't it? No, yeah. Phil Parkinson. Phil Parkinson,
5: sorry.
3: Phil
0: Parkinson. Parkinson. Edit that. Mine. Yeah, I'll edit that out. It's Phil Parkinson. <laughs> <laughs> Bolton's manager. <laughs> Phil Parkinson. <laughs> But. I know what I'm talking about. Right? It's Phil Parkinson. Mike, go on, you were saying?
4: Yeah, I've got a different one. I, uh, that, uh, Bielsa, the Leeds man. That was who I was going to say. Uh, he's absolutely nuts, him. He's he, barking he, mad. He, yeah, I, put it this way, I, it's going to go one of two ways. There's no middle ground. He's having yeah. a glorious success with magnificent Ian Holloway bites, or he's going to be an absolute raving lunatic who gets sacked up. Well, a bit
6: of inside information. There was a Leeds player there today who said all he does is shout from the moment he gets in to the moment he leaves.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he's, 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 he's definitely my guess. I, I'm with you, mm-hmm. Mark, on that. He's had like 30 mm-hmm. straight wins from the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 15 players go on strike.
4: Yeah, they're going. They're going up on 115 points, or they're going down on three points, and with like widespread <laughs> mutiny, no
0: middle ground, and a new club crest that means everyone protests. Has well, um, anybody well, um, seen that okay. clip of Bielsa when he was at Marseille? I think it was, and he's coaching from the technical area, and there's a, a free, not a freezer box, a, a cool box, um, and and he goes to sit down on the cool box, but while he's stood up waving his arms, somebody puts a hot cup of coffee on the call box, and he doesn't see it, and he sits down four square on this hot cup of coffee and then jumps up and looks around for somebody to have a go at. It's, it's worth looking out for. It really is a, a tremendous clip where he gets scalded at buttocks. I think I can say that on the pod as a result of hot coffee. So, yes. You say ass. Uh, Yeah, didn't well, say you just ass. have, so there we go. There we go. We're yeah, really
4: pushing the belt out now. absolutely.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Right, um, so none of us think we're going down. That's all good stuff. All of us are hoping that we're going to bring somebody in in the next week, and I think that's that's common sense. There's still the, the loan window as well, of course, so who knows what will happen there. But we're all looking forward to a new season. Incidentally, Ian,
5: you mentioned uh, what have uh, me and Graeme Liver been drinking. Uh, little known fact, um, Graeme Liver, uh, Liver's dad and my dad used to work together as milkmen in Lancaster. So it's milk.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so Ta-da! there you go. Splendid. It's like an episode of all our yesterdays, now. That's another one for the teenagers, right? Thank you very much to our panelists. It's been tremendous hearing from you, uh, Josh, Cami, Mike, Michael, Linz, and new signing Jen. I'm sure we'll be hearing more of it later, later during the season as well. Thanks very much for your predictions. They're committed to the uh, to the pod now, so we'll uh, we'll get those tweeted out, and then you can pour scorn on my prediction of nineteenth. I'm sure in due course. Hell yes. So at the end of last season we had our now infamous collaboration pods and there were two guys on that pod that couldn't, can't make the main recording so we've got them on separately to do their own thing and I'm uh, delighted to welcome back Scott Sumner, editor of 4000 Holes Fanzine and Tom Schofield from the Rovers Chat website and of course the 1875 podcast. It's been a long old hot, hot summer then, uh, how's it found you Tom?
8: relatively good summer World Cup was fantastic wasn't it for it once an England team we could be proud of I also did a short stint um, at the Lancashire Telegraph just helping out on the sport desk and that was a really good um, experience you know just I went to a, a press conference that Accrington Stanley had put on which was quite a good experience and you know just seeing what life could be like as a journalist if that's what I go into
0: Did it whet the appetite?
8: Uh, yeah it did I really enjoyed it it was just you know just want to do more really
0: Fantastic. Well, did you work alongside Richard Sharp then? Was he there?
8: Uh, yeah, I did a bit of work with Rich. Um, he was actually having car troubles for the uh, time that I was there. So a couple of time a couple of days he were working uh, from home. Um, so I was with um, the others as well. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I did some work with Rich and I think he does a brilliant job with the Telegraph and Rovers I think that he really does produce some good content for us
0: he does indeed and friend of the pod of course as well we must get him on later in the season excellent that sounds really good Scott yourself uh, World Cup aside uh well, presumably you enjoyed the World Cup anything else that springs to mind from your summer World Cup aside
1: probably just more sport really it's just been a summer fueled by sport whether it be the Open Tour de France has been brilliant Wimbledon was sort of forgotten this year is everything else boy yeah. But yeah, but then wrapping back to the World Cup, I've actually got a bit of a quiz question for you. Oh, go on Um, then. Rovers related, of course. Who are the four players who have played for Rovers at some point of their career who have also played in a World Cup final? So, while you have a little think about that, it might be a, a good point for people to just press pause on the pod if they want to have a little. Or go and Google it even. <laughs> well, no, no, you've got to play it honestly, haven't you? Um, but I'd also like to read a little disclaimer which says I'm 99% sure about this, but if anyone wants to come up with some. Uruguayan who played for Rose in the 1930s then um, <laughs> please come up with it but no I'm pretty sure there's four of them right so. so played in the World Cup final itself or the World Cup finals no the world the
0: actual the big game the final, the final. Mm, that's an interesting one Tom have you any thoughts you don't have to declare your hand at this stage we'll come back at the end and capture that But
8: are we including players from the, the recent final of course because I know I've at least got one I think go on then its It doesn't have to be current Rovers, or well, not current, but players that have played for Rovers and the it, final, it, I assume. Because yes. I don't know if that's ever happened. I would say Steven and Zonzi.
1: Of course, that's the first one, because obviously that's where the question has come from, with yeah. making his appearance in the final. Um, and actually, he's the first one who played for Rovers first and then went on to a World Cup final. The other three played in a World Cup final and then moved to rovers at some point so that kind of gives you a clue that they're kind of older i definitely know one you read your kf correct 1998 for france made a brief appearance for rovers in the hughes era
0: this doesn't make for great listening loads of dead <laughs> air now, as you can hear Michael. i tell you what right, we'll,
1: we'll come back to the
0: end we'll come back to that at the yeah. end then so we've, we've nailed two one each so honors are even that's good you've not completely humiliated us fantastic right let's move on then so I guess the the key question is... Rovers, at the time of recording, and just to let a little daylight in upon magic, we're recording this on the Friday night before the Accrington Stanley friendly. So there are all sorts of rumours around Casey Palmer being signed from Chelsea, but I've not seen it officially announced yet. But at the time of recording, are Rovers stronger or weaker than we finished the end of last season? And why do you come to your conclusion? So Tom, I'm going to throw it to you first. Are we
8: stronger or weaker? I think, depending on what position you look at, I would say, I think the midfield is no stronger than what it was. Last season, I think Davenport and Rothwell are two. I think very good additions. But then if you look in the forward line we've Lost Armstrong um, and Antonson, Payne as well, who was, I suppose, more of a forward than he was a, a central midfielder. It, there's elements that are stronger, but at the same time, like I said, that, that front line isn't as strong as it was last season. But I fully expect Morbrede to change that in the coming week. And obviously, Palmer seems to be a dead cert at this point. So again, that's another another sort of forward type player, isn't it?
0: Well, it's interesting you say that. I think he's um, he was listed, or certainly on some of the tweets, as um, a midfielder, but can play in any number of positions in midfield. And then other people that have seen him play say so he's more like Bradley Dack in that he's a very attacking midfielder. Do you do you, what do you know of him?
8: But when I first came out uh, yesterday, the story um, one of my friends at uni is a Chelsea fan, and he said that he's very. He's like basically number ten and he said, Well don't you have Dak in that role? And I've sort of come to the conclusion that Mowbray might be trying to see what he can do out wide, you know, maybe in that
0: the arm's inside
8: wrong. forward, yeah. So that inside forward position where you're not playing as an out and out winger. You know, he's he's drifting inside into that number ten position and also into that striker position. Mm. So I would if I was guessing Mowbray's plan, that would be it. But if I was to give a definitive answer, though, of whether we were stronger or weaker, I'm going to apprehensively say stronger.
0: OK. Right. Scott, if you had to choose the squad as it is today, knowing what we know right now, or the squad that played the last game at the end of last season,
1: which one? The one now, I think. Although it looks as though we're weaker on paper because we've lost all you know the loan signings going back and not really done much in the transfer market. I think we're a lot stronger in practice. you um, got to remember, although we haven't signed anyone, we've pinned a lot of players down to good contracts and a lot of younger players. The players are naturally going to improve just by playing in a division above them. You know, players like Daryl Lennon over the summer, he's played for Ireland, He scored, well, he practically scored for them and he's goal-nicked. You know, he's scoring in pre-season. He's only going to get better. Bradley Dack, he just... Pushed Everton aside the other night. Literally. He's only gonna, exactly. He's only going to get better. We've got a lot of young players who are just naturally, through the, their development, are going to improve. And that includes Ryan Nyambe, David Rea. Yeah, it, it seems strange to say it, but I think we are a lot stronger. And I think we can have a lot of confidence to go straight into the league and, you know, look up the division. I mean, we we definitely got the ability to not be scrapping around relegation zone, even even if we don't sign anyone but loan signings. I think that's the way forward. Again, a couple of good good loans seems to be, and they, yeah, they they can be so influential. We've got to the end of August for loan signings. I think yes, which is a bit longer than the actual you know, the permanent deadline.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that seems to be the model, certainly. Okay, so you're both optimistic then on that basis. So what I'd like to know next is, what are you looking forward to most in this new season? And I know when we posed this question last year, a lot of people were looking forward to standing on terraces as we went back into the third division. So back into the second tier. Tom, what's going to float your boat next season?
8: I think just playing against a higher quality of opposition. I know it's still a championship and it's not the, the pinnacle of English football. But, I mean, you've got some strong sides coming down. I mean, Stoke have done some brilliant business. You know, playing a team like Stoke, who who have a lot of quality, and just testing ourselves against some some better teams. Because I think at times last season, I don't think we, even though we played well, there were times when I didn't think we fully got out of, you know, third gear type thing. It was, yeah. we were very much coasting because we could because we were good enough. So I'd like to see is just you're know, stepping up this season against the high-quality opposition.
0: Mm, I think we'll have to, certainly.
8: Yeah, and just see how, how far we can get. I'm not expecting anything big. I know we're going to talk about the predictions um, in a little bit. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, testing ourselves and seeing if we can really push on this season and and leave, not leave one a distant memory, because you always want to remember the, the promotion, but leave the thought of playing in that division again a distant memory.
1: That sounds like a good idea. Scott, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, I think the last time we were in the Championship, because we'd obviously dropped down from the Premier League, we we started to take for granted that we're actually in a decent league with a lot of good famous clubs in there. And I think maybe it was the eye-opener last season by having to go to all, all these, you know, old, older grounds and smaller clubs. Proper football, yeah, exactly. So, with us coming back up, I'm really looking forward to, to us just being in the mix with all these, you know, these clubs like Leeds United, Nottingham Forest, Aston Villa. You know, this, it's such a good competitive league. So, I think, although obviously, ultimately, we want to be back in the Premier League at some point, it's still something to be proud of to be in this league and this time. Whereas the last few years, we've always sort of been. Dropping down the division, albeit with a couple of you know odd promotion charges in there, it does feel like we're on the way up. You know, even if we say mid-table, say at Christmas, or even fifteen, sixteen, let's just enjoy going in the upwards direction rather than the downwards direction.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I um I, for some reason I ended up down a YouTube black hole the other day, and I don't know if you remember at the start of the Premier League there was that commercial where they had all the players in the kits like running down the, the tunnel celebrating the start of the Premier League. And if you look at the Championship next season, there's so many of those sides are actually in the Championship. You've just rattled off a, a, a long list of names and you can add to that like Queen's Park Rangers and there were doubtless a couple of others as well that come to mind. So It is an incredibly competitive division. There's a lot of money in parachutes payments, of course, going to some of those clubs, so it it's going to be running to stand still, possibly, but as you say, it could uh, it could stretch us a little bit. Right, so the key thing is, then, you've got to nail your colours to the mass now, and we want some predictions from you. So, Tom, you think we're stronger than we ended the season, so where are we going to finish?
8: I think we're finished bang in the middle, 12th. 12th okay. place, I'd be happy with that.
0: Cool. Scott? Predictions
1: are impossible, aren't they? Yeah, that's why we asked them to do it.
8: (laughs) Who who would have thought Millwall would be
1: up in the top half last season? And and if they they can do that, so can we. We can be confident, but I'll go sort of conservatively and say, well, maybe 14th at Christmas and then maybe pushing into the top half by the end of the league. But it could be anything from 6th to 22nd in reality.
0: (laughs) I I, I wouldn't disagree with that massively. Uh, And do you want to make any other wild predictions, either of you, on any other... Clubs or leagues or...
8: I'll have a stab at a bit of a wild one. Even though I said before that, you know, the, the quality of the teams coming down is, is good, and I do think it is, I'd like to make the prediction that all three relegated teams might just struggle getting out of the division. Ooh,
0: that's interesting. And it could
8: be three... Um, three to stay down. Three, All three of them stay down. Bit of an outlandish prediction. Like but I don't think it's uh, too unrealistic.
0: No, if you look at the light, well, we, we struggled when we came down, certainly. Um, Sunderland <laughs>
8: did a yeah, cracking well, job
0: of going straight through, uh, worse, so worse. absolutely, Sorry. yeah, so that should be quite good, right? Thanks very much for that, then, guys. Uh, we've circled back now to Scott's quiz question, and I've got one more name to
1: throw in the mix Aussie dealers? of course, 1978 for Argentina, then uh, came to Rovers in the 80s, so three out of the four, um, and the um. The other one, if you need a little clue, yeah, played in the 1994 World Cup final. Ooh. So the teams were...
0: Italy and Brazil.
1: Yeah. It wasn't a Brazilian have.
0: one, unless Bruno Ribeiro is a lot older <laughs> than <the> I <first>. am <laughs> going by another name. You're not mixing up your Baggios, are
1: you? Oh, I'm not mixing up my Baggios. But I think Dino Baggio played in the 1994 World Cup final. Really? Yeah, and then he of course came to um Rovers briefly in 2003.
0: Right, uh, I have to look that up the minute we come off the call. But um, yeah, Roberto Baggio of course, the divine ponytail, missing uh, missing in a Diana Ross styley, the penalty to give uh, give Brazil the trophy. Mm, great question, great question. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time, chaps. Once again, I'm sure we'll we'll hear from you throughout the season as long as you're willing and able. Scott, four thousand holes. When's that coming back?
1: Um, it'll be out in the next few weeks um, not the first home game the second home game forget who that is against now But yeah, and I think I saw on Twitter earlier
0: that you're canvassing for online subscriptions again so people can pay in advance and book for the season
1: yeah that'd be great uh, people get involved again we had a great response last year so hoping for a lot more fun and games next year.
0: Excellent. And, Tom, you're doing the 1875 every week again, I take it?
8: Uh, yeah, when the season starts, we'll be uh, starting that up again. Um, we actually recorded the first episode on Wednesday evening. I think that might actually be coming out tonight as we're recording. Mm. Um, so... Hopefully, when Poop. you're listening to this, you've already listened,
0: like I say presumably you've beat you've been consistent in your predictions on that one, this one or I, I, I do hope
8: so because <laughs> I'd sound very foolish and deluded <laughs> if i predicted something ridiculous on wednesday evening
0: well that'll guarantee um, everyone will listen then to see if they can catch you out it's, it's, it's an interesting marketing strategy so very well done very well done well that's great that you guys are both doing your thing next season i'm sure you'll be um you'll be as successful if not more so uh, as um we hope that rovers obviously will do the same so thanks for your time guys once again and um i'll say goodbye for now Fingers crossed for a great season. Uh, it's been great to have your contributions. Thanks for listening to us once again. hope you'll uh, recommend us to your friends. Um, and that would be absolutely superb as well. Here's hoping for a really, really successful season. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> By the way, massive thank you to Joe Bamford, uh, BRFCS Forum member, and his band The Symmetry for providing all the incidental music used in this episode. I hope you'll look them up on Facebook, and if they're playing live near to you, well, go and see them. We'll be hearing more from Joe, hopefully in a regular item, later on in the season.